May I introduce a city that is changing every moment? It's a charming contradiction, a prize for everyone. Yeah. If you are from Los Angeles, stand tall. Hope I made my city proud cause I get down for y'all. From Jordan's old soul food on Wilmington to Tommy's on Rampart. We living in a city with no pity. Smog make lungs shitty. Children up at six to get bust across the city. Laying off teachers, economy weaker. I watch graduation from under the school bleachers. All my friends had dropped out early American justice that did my homies so dirty Prison over tagging or prison over some bud We get medical marijuana, rose holding the dub Now I'm up in the clouds, touching down to a crowd Waiting for me to say something special over a sound A city drowned in the sun, that Hollywood shit fake Spotlights from a helicopter shot on my face We push carts full of plastic, trying to make a quick buck Mad Dog and my brothers to hit them up where you from From the city with no pity, skid Road of Venice, city development is kicking out lifelong tennis. So where you from? Throw your neighborhood like you proud. You don't need to catch a body to show how much you down. It's for my cousins who caught it. All my friends who ain't here. Los Angeles looking different every year. So tell them where you from? 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 Uh-huh. Oh, where you from? 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 Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Show me where you from. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of soul searching convos of life love and music i'm your host adam aka el cocinero and uh, like always i want to thank you guys for lending me your ear uh and checking out our pod uh my pod um like i always say it's a labor of love and uh, um just appreciate every single one of you and uh, um you know if you tune in from the beginning uh i just played uh, uh where you from by bamboo um song that I love, song that talks about pretty much LA, uh my section, you know, being bust out all of that. That's that's classic LA. Um and it also goes into my next guest and uh this actually this episode is episode 6 and it's entitled The Park's Finest and it's uh uh that title is like it means in every every aspect of The Park's Finest and uh actually you know what let me let my guest introduce himself uh what's up bro how are you what's up brother how are you maintaining all right we just we just talked we just did that we just maintaining bro oh man um yeah man my name is john eric concordia um i am a resident of the 90026 born in between temple and bonnie bray and beverly Probably my experience in the community is relevant to how everybody in this neighborhood of immigrants um, had to deal with and ideally overcame. So I'm lucky to be in this spot with you and very thankful to rep Union Avenue Elementary, Virgil Junior High, Marshall for a quick second, but we didn't grow up in Atwater and Silver Lake, so we ended up back at Belmont, yes. where uh, that home school is the home of the brave and C-Track means that Half of you aren't going to graduate. So I was part of that team, C-Track. That's where we're at. That's what's up. No, no it's, it's it's the truth. I mean, it's um, 
you know, back when we were in high school and I, I went to Belmont High, I went to Virgil Middle School as well. Um, I had always been back and forth in LA, um, lived everywhere from Western Ave to, to Rampart. But um, there wasn't too many schools back then. So it's like uh, where I lived, I was either supposed to go to LA High, get bussed out to University High, or go to Belmont with all my friends. So I was just like, come on, please, mom, let me go to Belmont because all my, my friends are going. And uh, and the thing, like, from Western to Belmont, that's, that's a ways because there was no <laughs> other schools. And uh, But, uh, man, uh, what an experience, you know, for us um, to go. And like you said, you know, we, we grew up in the same – we have a lot of mutual friends. Um, and um, – and it was it, it was an interesting time, and I think we you know, the times were like shaped us to the you know people we are today. So uh, let's talk about let's talk about um, your the park's finest because John Eric is also the owner of uh, the park's finest barbecue, um, and uh, a place that I love, my family loves, we all love, and uh, uh, let's kind of talk about that. Um, that journey and and getting to to the park's finest. I think this is the story of the park's finest is, is um, something that we could both relate to because the name itself, the park's finest, comes from a comic book shop on Glendale Boulevard in Park Avenue. Yes, next to the um, Burger King. Okay, where the Domino's Pizza or actually the Women, Infant, Children office is now. Yeah used to be a comic book shop called World's Finest. So nice. as kids traversing from Bonnie Bray in Burlington yeah. to get to Glendale and Park yeah. was like the movie Warriors. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, where you had yes. to walk through different neighborhoods no. just to get back to Coney Island. Yeah, you're right. And for us, being able to, one, know the neighborhood you walked into, understood the writing on the wall, yeah. understood whose car and who had what kind of song to play that was their anthem. Yeah. And and if need be, run. Yeah. Or name drop. Yeah. Or stand your ground. Yeah. Just to get some comic books. And, uh, you know, everybody had a crew. Yeah. Right? People had, um, people had the neighborhoods, right? The classic neighborhoods. The traditional neighborhoods. The oldest neighborhoods in all of Los Angeles neighborhoods. Yes. Uh, to the tagging crews. Yeah. To the tag bangers. Yeah to the skaters, to the rockers, right? To the uh, the the thrift store alternative homies. Yep, the to ballers. The, the, yeah. the greasers. Yes. Right? The um the ravers. Yeah. And you know, for us we were quote unquote the neighborhood uh identified us as being like the after school kids. Yeah. The goody two shoots. Because we participated in at-risk youth prevention programs post-riots. Okay. So in post-riots, a lot of money came in with Rebuild LA. And they said, let's identify some of the kids from these different neighborhoods who can easily be peewees of somebody's block. Yeah. So we were identified and we hung out with the kids at Central City Action Committee. Okay. At El Centro del Pueblo. Yes. At Chinatown Service Center Teen Post. At KYCC at Little Tokyo Service Center, VC, East West Community yeah. Partnership. Um, all of these agencies at SEPA who had their own squad of youth 
who are trying to teach kids how to do group facilitation skills, how to uh, team building exercises, yeah. right? And, and understand the difference and the connection between the Cambodian community and the Latino community and, and, and immigrant communities yes. and, and, and the dynamics between Central Americans and Mexicans. Yeah, definitely. And how do we work together for mutual goals? And always during those times, you needed to eat. So barbecue was always something that our family did anyway, yeah. just locally. On top of that, when my brothers were, were, were at UCLA, when Art Concordia was at UCLA and getting arrested for Chicano studies, yeah. that was his niche, right? There's that Filipino food at barbecues. Yes. So we were always after community events, after protests, 187 rallies, immigrant rights rallies, anti-martial um, law remembrance rallies. All of these elements you needed to eat as well as fucking ditching party kickbacks <laughs> yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. down the block. Exactly. So for us to be able to cook and barbecue, we needed a name. And we said, fuck, man, we, we, we needed to rep by also being vague. Yeah. So we, we, we haven't traveled the world, but the homies in Echo Park know us. The yeah. homies in MacArthur Park know us. The homies in Cypress, Glacelle, yeah. Highland. All the parks know us, as well as the flats, yeah. as well as the hills, yes. as well as the, 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 the heights, yeah. right? The beaches, everybody knew that when we were hanging out, we we're just going to be having a good time with music, yeah. with food, and, and ideally no bullshit. Yeah. So the park's finest was always one of those ideas that even my family identified as we were cruising around the neighborhood, Saying, yo, if we had a restaurant, what would it look like? What would we do? Because my mom, she was the only breadwinner, as my father was trying to figure out being a businessman, you know, making you know, Filipino entrepreneurs, yeah. <laughs> having different hustles, right? Yeah. Um, my mother was the only breadwinner uh, as an operating room technician. So we always tried to figure out, like, you know, how, how are we going to make ends meet? But also, how do I feed four boys? So understanding, and then also, how do I feed four boys when I don't eat pork? Because yeah. I'm Seventh-day Adventist. Okay. My mother had to feed us, and, you know, we were poor, but we ate rich because she knew how to find a discount. She yeah, knew how same. to find the affordable meat to feed four fucking growing boys, her parents, her sisters, wow. their kids, a random cousin, and somebody that's moving on through that we call TNT, right? Yeah. You know. The Latino community is the paisas, right? But Paisa, yeah. for us, it's the tago nang tago. Okay. You know, the hiding. Yeah. The hiding people. Yes. Because their documents, their paperwork are a little bit on the side. Because they were just here to go to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they decided yeah, yeah. to stay. And they decided to stay, yeah. <laughs> so, they're dynamite. TNT. Yeah, TNT. So, I mean, like, the park's finest comes from the attitude that if we're just kicking it, Everything's equal, and if we had to have backyard boogie, putting some wood together, getting some yeah. ingredients together, like b-boys battling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gonna win that day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We will win that day. Yeah. Not because our food tastes better, but the vibe, everything, the vibe, everything, everything is better. Everything's together, exactly. So, and and you're welcome. Let's eat together because yeah. by that time, we ain't trying to eat our own food. Yeah. We want to eat your food. So let's have a party together. So the Park's Finest was that vibe, that element. It was our clique, our crew, 
Um, and then as a business, really trying to take all of these elements and one, actually survive. Yeah. Actually take your cost of goods sold on top of your labor, on top of your fixed prices, on top of your variable cost, and by the end of the day, you ain't fucking bouncing checks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you are, which checks got to go in first? Which <laughs> to go in first, yeah. Like all of these dynamics that we've had to learn because the gas company was calling the house. Yeah, they want the money. And, and you had to say, oh, I'm sorry, but my parents aren't here. Yeah. <laughs> and Fucking right, right behind you. <laughs> yeah. How do we leverage our opportunities to use white privilege insistency? to get the same kind of consideration that they get. So our small businesses, our, our families, and our communities can actually get through without having to incur extra cost on top of being a person of color, being a woman, being somebody that is dealing with extra stresses yeah. that our society is dealing with. So, you know, it, it, it's an idea. The Park's Finest is a fucking idea, man, yeah. that a small business can, can have a, a dot. That's one thing I learned. We, you know, we wrote a butcher paper with a bunch of activists, organizers, gangsters, drug dealers, martial law, fucking prisoners yeah. being tortured by Marcos. Youth. Yeah. Young organizers. And he said, what's your ideal community? And some of these World War, vet, World War II veterans were saying, a place to meet. Some, one of the homeboys were like, something that's ours. And another person was like, some place that everybody will go to for the rest of their lives. And somebody said, some place to eat. I was 12 when I saw this. And it was just a dot. What would we like to see? And... That dot has been my blueprint for something that's connected to my family, but very much so the neighborhood I grew up in, where I walked down the street to go to my own business, to hire staff that live down the street, who can pay their rent, who, who have been a part of this community since before we were the parks. It's one of those things where it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of like, it also, it, it's also an exception. Yeah. It's only because of the community, the dynamics that we have available to us. Because I'm a fucking Filipino kid that went to Belmont that was with a bunch of fools from Durango. Yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of fools from fucking El Salvador. Yeah. And a bunch of fools from fucking Laos and trying to figure out how do we get along because if I gotta step on you to fucking survive, it's only gonna get me so far. And that's one thing that I learned is that nah, I cannot and I will not step on anybody or step on any product to get over on anybody. So for us, when we say with the Park's Finest, we are giving you authenticity to us, Filipino-American food on Temple Street. 
there is Temple Street in the Philippines, the gang. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, the yeah. fucking paisas, you know, the, yeah, the Filipinos yeah, yeah. of the, you know, that, that got deported yeah. ended up starting the hood yeah. in Quezon City. So you definitely see that for us, it's a responsibility that we are pushing the culture also. Because the culture is not just Filipino food as it is related to the Philippines. It is the Filipino food outside of the Philippines for Filipinos that had to leave the Philippines. That's heavy. It's heavy, man. That's heavy, bro. So That's heavy. a heavy. And, heavy. And, and to be able to weather the storm when people say you're nothing, yeah. it's wrong. And then we get wrong because you chinitos don't, well, it's not chinitos. You ching chongs don't know nothing about American barbecue. And you Americans don't know anything about authentic Filipino food. Yeah. So it, it's, it's the idea that you're not American food. You're yeah. not American barbecue. Yeah. You Ching Chongs don't know anything yeah. about true American barbecue. Yeah. And also you Americans have no idea of authentic Filipino style of cooking. <laughs> but the idea is this. I am removed from the islands my family is from. Yeah. But I am desperately trying to find ways to connect back. Do you take points off? For me trying. You take points off because my accent isn't as tight. Yeah. But I am willing to learn. Do you take points off that whatever I've learned, I can take somewhere else and still say, this is the root. Will you let me take that flag for us? Yeah. Will you let us ride for us? Yeah. And if you choose not to, I can't argue with you because I, I come from the block yeah. and I will fight you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no argument. <laughs> I, there's no argument like that. Yeah. I, you know, like part of it is understanding that sometimes hood justice can happen over internet. Yeah. Hood justice can't happen over fucking net banging. No. What are we going to do? And part of it is like they say, you don't want nobody to, be living rent free in your head. Yeah. So you let them go. No. Yeah. No. I've, it, that's. I think that's a. That's a hard. I mean. All. Of, I mean. It's. It's a heavy story. It, it. It's. And we appreciate like, that authenticity, and and like I've always told like everybody like the park's finest. Like, that's. If you want to go to a restaurant that's, the epitome of the area we grew up in, that's the park's finest, and I like I feel that. Like there's not there's not a lot of places I could say like, you know, because that's my story. You know what I'm saying? Like like I, I identify with 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 that with that struggle. You know, I mean, it's and 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 like you were saying about about the barbecue. I I think it's just all entitlement. People want to think like, all of a sudden like because like you said that you don't have the accent or you're not American. Like what is American? You know what I'm saying? Like like let's let you know like if you want to go there, what is American? You know and how are you going to tell me that what I'm doing is not authentic? It's authentic to me and where I come from. And like you said, all this, you know, internet, nah, there's no, there's, there's no, it's not up for discussion. And what's the dynamic too is that 
there's a lot of responsibility when anybody that knows us. Yeah. I also take a lot of responsibility that when you say I grew up in that block and you can use the park's finest as a feather in your cap, dog, that's, we're L.A. Yeah. We have to represent on the most filmy level because the dream is real. Yeah. But the dream is only real if the people come together. Yeah, definitely. Because we've we've learned that too many times the opportunity to do the right thing has has failed particularly in established governments yeah and it's hard for people to have to figure it out after they just left the war torn conflict yeah after they had to leave for economic conditions yeah i still got to figure it out after i came to america <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I yeah. I, from what i'm told this is supposed to be fucking cool yeah but i still got to figure it out yeah so from what i've been one learning and figuring now is that it's not good for me to make your day hard. Yeah. It's not good for me to make anybody stay harder. And if I can, if I see that happening, I gotta step in. Yeah. We have to step in because somebody is watching. It's not it. It's not on on the, the cameras. It's not some lord up above looking at us it's your own soul yeah making you question that if this is right or wrong mm -hmm. where do you sit on that yeah and and that's one thing about the neighborhood is we see crazy yeah our neighborhood is known for drugs and violence yeah 100%. no one can no one can ever question that the Temple Beverly Corridor does not have a significant history in the identity of Los Angeles as well as its place throughout the world. Yeah. Because we are the most immigrant enclave of Los Angeles, yeah. the original West Side, where you had the reason why. See, this is the thing. I'm a civilian. Yeah. But as a civilian, I know history. The reason why 18th Street and MS are fucking in Central America and the reason why they have a beef yeah. is because of a fucking basketball game down the block. It's crazy. And that, that they had to deal with the beef as immigrants and had to struggle. I know that Big Tops and Rockwood used to be fucking a football club. Yeah. And Big Tops was named after a liquor store by a giraffe. And they had football games at the baseball field over a keg, and they would kick it. And all of a sudden, at Union Liquor, shit blew up, and all the homeboys were running inside the liquor store to grab bottles and throwing it at each other. And I'm a civilian. Yeah. I know that Filipinos first were in Temple Street, and then they were a Volkswagen car club that became Satanas Gang. And the first immigrant versus Filipino-American that was killed between Satanas and BNG was what created the conflict between Filipino-Americans and Filipino-borns. And I'm a civilian. Yeah. Our neighborhood that we grew up in has seen everything that training day has displayed. Yeah. 
And then some. And then some. Yeah. And anybody that has come out of this neighborhood has a little bit of a edge, of a perspective, of an understanding of who is in this city, how you have to fucking interact with people, and ideally, when shit goes down, who can you count on? Exactly. And then we then we throw in the rampart cops. In it's the a middle feather. Of, in it's the a feather of, to have the fucking the, the, the meanest police yeah. having to be dealing with us. Yeah. And it's fucked up because for the police to make a buck off of an immigrant who just cast their check at a check in the cashing and yeah. because they can't say anything, yeah. They fucking just have to eat not having a check for two weeks. Yeah. To know yeah, to know that the ones that are supposed to protect and serve know that you're not going to run and tell anybody because who is who's going to yeah. believe you who's, yeah and the fact that before the 2020 riots throughout the nation the most recent riot in los angeles was on bonnie bray and sixth street that's that's crazy five blocks from where i live yeah bonnie bray and six so the idea is that the park's finest is a is a is a is a sample of the long term investment of people's hopes and dreams, and ideals, and hopefully, <laughs> past the pandemic that it continues. Yeah, it's it's hard, man. It's hard to fucking you know present positivity. Yeah. When I don't know. When I'm staring at staff and I have to fucking wonder, do I have enough money for you to eat? Yeah. Do I have enough money for you to pay rent while everybody else needs to pay rent? Yeah. That's a heavy responsibility. And working hard to try to fucking make it happen. And then you still utilizing social media present a place of strength. A uh, yeah, place 100%. of confidence. Through all of that, yeah, you guys are a beacon of light, bro. So it's it's weird because when you feel weak. When the community, when when Chris and I feel weak, and that's every day. Yeah. It's um. A lot of people put a lot of time in. So. Yeah. Give it a second. Yeah. You know, you know, walk it. Like walk, Coach says, walk, walk it, it off. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your heart is hurting. Somebody talking shit. Walk it. Walk it off. Yeah, no, um, again, I mean, it, it's, it's, um, it's a testament to, to resilience. It's a testament to over, overcoming. And, and, like, you guys are, like, right now, especially right now, in the current, you know, situation of the world, not only with the pandemic, with everything that's going on, you guys are keep, you guys keep, keep on trucking, you know? And I know, like, you know the burden of not even the burden but like like you just said right now having staff and like man they have to go home and pay bills you know you, you as a business owner you and your wife as a business like you guys take on that that burden you know because if you don't make it happen then we don't make it happen and um and it's crazy because when i first we we first like bumped in to you guys, you guys were just doing like like a pop up at Emish Bookstore in Eagle Rock, 
uh, Doreen was doing Little Sweetie, so she was ju- she was baking. So she popped up right next to, uh, shout out to our friend Soul, um, we right next to you guys. And then I, I remember <laughs> it's funny. I remember looking over, and I, I I saw you and your crew, and then I I I, I like whispered to Doreen. I'm like, I I think I went to school with him, and uh, uh and it's it's funny because uh, um, we uh, uh, and she was just like, oh. Did you get along with him? Like, like chill out, you know? <laughs> uh, and, and, and it was, it was funny because I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Like we know the same people. Like I didn't know him a hundred percent, but, um, I, uh, uh, and it was funny, bro. It was funny, but it was, uh, through the community, you know, like we, we kind of like cross paths, you know? And, 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 and yeah. It, and so through that whole time, like this whole time, I'm like, Kind of like on the outside, just like watching, you know, because for me, it's like when when I hear someone say they're from L.A. or they're from the area we, you know, we come from, like, you know, like I want to know that they're, you know, that they're who they <laughs> who they say you are, because I don't know about you, but like when I tell people, well, we're from L.A., I've got, I always get like, uh, like they laugh. Oh, well, well, what part of L.A.? You from the outskirts of L.A.? You're from Hollywood. You're from, you know, like they, they kind of, and then I'm like, nah, I grew up on third and Rampart. I went to Belmont high school. And then, then it's like their face changes and it's like, okay, you are from LA. I said, I'm not lying, you know? And, and I have pride from where I come from and, and you got, yeah. And it's, it's great. It's a crazy thing because everything we've just shared right now, like you wouldn't even have to tell me because I feel that, that love and that struggle and you guys like represent to the fullest and it's awesome bro i mean it's it's awesome that you were able to like open up in the community and uh um, but man yeah it's uh (laughs) it's it's crazy bro it's a crazy like it's a crazy journey oh man like to be honest we shouldn't right like it's almost comical when we say uh, not comical cliche because this has been part of our tagline yeah is that we shouldn't exist yeah we're friends family and relatives we're people of color with no money yeah with with no expertise in the industry we're not trust fund babies opening up in the industry that has the highest turnover rate within three months you're closed that's yeah doing filipino food during that time when nobody nobody gave a fuck about doing filipino food no, yeah, you guys were like, yeah, it wasn't a thing. So we shouldn't exist. And and one thing we credit, and this is where it's crazy, man, like the story of Los Angeles is real. Michael Lau, this is one thing I need to make sure that we document, is Michael Lau was the dean of Glendale Community College. He currently runs the program, or his wife runs the program, rest in peace, because he passed away doing lectures in the Philippines. Wow. He opened up all of the Tony Romas in China. Wow. Like this dude helped Zanku Chicken and he personally was the professor to Betty Porto. Wow. When she was just that fu- that single spot yeah. in Glendale. Wow. Through Michael Lau's program, I, I believe Betty sends all of her staff and managers to the Glendale Community College program. 
he was one of our mentors that said there's there's only two reasons to to start a business in the food industry not there's only or there should be only two yeah. but there is two reasons why anybody goes into the food industry that is either to make money or because of their ego <laughs> cut it let's this is not do you do it because you want to do food because somebody else is doing food? Yeah. Because you think you could do better? Or do you think that what you're doing can manage the, the, the cost of operating to, to pay for your family's life? Yeah. And the team's life. And he broke it down and he said, but if you have legs, you might succeed. So as our lecturer... You know, we talked it over, had him try our food. And as he was leaving SIPA, when he gave us a private um, consultation, he said, oh, one more thing. You guys got legs. And that was the catalyst to say, all right, let's get our business plan in order. I'm a Belmont dropout. (laughs) And I learned how to do a mission statement, business strategy, AWOTS, assets, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, and strengths your target market and it was just one paragraph each and you know I fucking played it up and added extra words to try to extend it and lengthen it but from that business plan continuing to add to it allowed us to create what we have now now I got to revisit the business plan because ideally it's changed especially in a pandemic yeah how many times have we had to pivot might have got caught called on traveling you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Turnover. Yeah. But it's on that level, it's not our fault. But how do we figure out how to maneuver? Yeah. So these are the things that we've been able to represent and then learn that it's heavy, man. It's heavy to just be a dot. Because yeah. we ain't changing shit. Our model does not work for everybody. How many people can say they live in the neighborhood they have a business in? It's it's rare, bro. It, it's a rare, like, it's rare. And when we remember the old Italian mafia movies, it's the dude in the pizzeria that lives upstairs and comes and <laughs> sweeps the yard or sweeps the front of the business. Mm-hmm. You know, we play that role and represent that way yeah. and, and, and try to, to const- constantly remind that our presence is real. Yeah. But it's, it's, not, the, it's not the rule. Yeah. It's not normal. It, it, it isn't it, it really um like i said yeah it's it's rare it, it, it's rare that, that that you see it and it's like any business you know not 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 even just in you know in a food perspective or in food service but like just business period like where do you see someone open up a store someone open up something and oh yeah i live down the street i live in the back no no they come in open up their businesses we'll see you later we'll see you tomorrow i'm leaving you know they leave the community and 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 they go home and um and that kind of like goes into the next like question um how do you guys like how are you guys not even adapting because you guys shouldn't adapt but um with the changing of uh <laughs> with the changing of of echo park and the gentrification and people coming in and I mean, have you guys dealt with anybody like trying to like buy the building or, you know, in, in, in that sense, because I know that 
people want and, and a friend of mine we we're having a conversation about low writing and he says and, and and this could be applied it's like they want the culture but they don't want the people and to me i was like man that's you know that's they want hip-hop they don't want black people yeah exactly <laughs> that, that that's 100 percent athleticism but they don't want yeah. your comments and, and opinion and my daughter you know she went to charter school right by logan and i remember one time getting getting uh, uh tacos at tacos arisas right there on on what is it Echo, it's sunset and, and right by the walgreens or lassens yeah. or whatever and i remember this lady looking at me like what are you doing here what are you doing here you know after she got mad at at, at the taquera for charging her uh three dollars for two tacos and she looks at the she she looked at the price and she's like a dollar fifty isn't that a little too steep for two tacos? Ew. And proceeded to pay with a fifty. Ew. See, man, <laughs> right? Know? There's there there is a there is a disregard to humans' humanity. Yeah. And that's what's happening in the neighborhood is that we are the backdrop to somebody's narrative. Yeah. Versus. Our story is so rich and exactly. so deep yeah. that you would want to fucking be a part of our story. Yeah. If you, it, 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 but that's the reality of when society has never made you the lead. Yeah. When films and series have never considered your story being worthwhile. Yeah. People come from all over parts of the world to be the story that is already told. Yeah, yeah, it's been told. Yeah, it's exactly. been told. Yeah. I came here and I made it in I made it in Hollywood. In Hollywood, yeah, in LA. I made it in, <laughs> made it in LA. Yeah. And I'm going to treat everybody the way that everybody thinks fake ass LA is. Yeah. While we clean your bathroom. Yeah, cook their food. Cook your food. Yeah. Watch your kids. Yeah, I I always say like when um one of my last uh food service like in the industry um I worked at at a country club in the right Santa Monica Beach, right on the beach, right out of culinary school. And uh I had I didn't have a car. I didn't have a car. Um Janai was a baby, you know, and I was like trying to get something closer, take the bus all the way down 6th Street, Larchmont, and when I would come home from the beach who, who was getting picked up all the senoras all the uh, you know the gardeners coming back to our side of town and so like with all this stuff happening like i would tell people man it hurts it hurts to see that like they think we're expendable you know and 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 it angers me as it should you know, it and because it, 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 you know, I, I've gotten that from like even family. Like, why, why, why do you, why does it bother you so much? And I'm like, what do you mean? Why does it bother me so much? You know, your parents were born here. My parents were born here. You know, I'm what second, third generation Chicano. You know, um, but uh, my dad went to Barendo Middle School, 10th Street Elementary. Uh, you know, my mom went to Banning and Stephen White, but. I tell people like, how am I gonna like think that I'm better because my parents were born here? I grew up in the same neighborhood with this with my friends and their stories, and I'm gonna sit back and be cool like with with the way these people. Nah, 
it's not happening like it's never gonna happen it's never gonna sit well with me and i think like we try to give back as much as we can you know and 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 you know you were saying how you and chris sometimes you guys feel like i don't know it's like def- not defeated but man like you get it, it gets to you you know like just the the whole everything going on it, it weighs heavy you know with everything you have the business and it's like times when me and doreen are feeling like that to give back to you know give a family some food that automatically like man it makes us feel like it makes us feel better you know whether it's you know for a day or two but it, it you know just doing that like and it, it's it, it's wild bro it's it's wild finding finding any victory you can in yeah. the day is essential yeah it's as important as taking a fucking breath no 100 percent. because if you let this shit pile on you it's yeah. overwhelming it is and for us you know for us it's frustrating because we were telling everybody to be cool last yeah. year when there was only 30 cases right no one died yet right no one died yet but we already knew that Asian people were gonna get beat up for this we already knew that as people don't have work for two weeks and a business only has two weeks worth of revenue and supplies how is anybody gonna fucking survive in this situation yeah. We shared that inconsideration can lead to a more prolonged effect yeah. that's going to bother everybody. And after it's all said and done, we're still here. Yeah. The weight's heavy, but we can't change facts. Mm-mm. We can't change the reality of why it is the way it is. And the reality is of what it's gonna take to fix it. Yeah. So sometimes just fucking have a laugh. Just have a laugh. You have to. Sometimes find some fucking victory or joy with your kid figuring out some new shit. Yeah. Have you figure out like, yo, I learned some shit or I laughed at a meme. And then after that, let's go grind and do what I can to take care of my family. And if I see something wrong, I speak on it. Yeah. And, and then, it's methodical, man. It's fucked up because how do you keep telling people we'll get through? And they yeah. don't know. And everything that we just said, do take a breath, take a second. We didn't yeah. because it's too overwhelming. Ain't got no money. Ain't got no fucking food. Every I'm sick. Yeah. It's your fault. You did this to me. Yeah. And then after the foul has happened, how do you fix the foul? By identifying why did that fool foul and the situation that's not going to be fixed with sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's too late. It's too late. So the idea is we try our best to be an example and know that there is no easy answer. It's not black and white. Mm-mm. It's not brown and yellow. There's all of these elements that make our situation harder and more complex than it is. 
And if you're not willing to take the time to learn it, how can you help the situation? Yeah. Yeah, learn it or, or be sensitive to it and understand it. Or shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Because if <laughs> you don't work. know, yeah. then 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 it's not helping anything. Yeah. Uh, one of our, our godfathers, Joe Navidad, said, no SI, no right to speak. And when he says SI, it's, it's social investigation. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody goes, oh, look at this. Instagram's not working. Oh, my God, Instagram, fucking fix it. This is so dumb. Yeah. You're not an engineer. Yeah. You're not dealing with satellites. Yeah. You're not dealing with the electrical grid. Yeah. You're not dealing with your phone's operating system. Yeah. It's weird when people can just say how stupid something is. Mm-hmm. They have no understanding of what None. it takes to make it fucking happen. None. When you're an athlete, yeah. an armchair athlete, and you talk about how somebody's a bum, yeah. they should have <laughs> yeah. done this move, yeah. and they're fucking fat and yeah. lazy and they can't do shit. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough for me to sit there and just like. All of a sudden, everybody's oh, an man. expert. Everybody's an expert. Everybody yeah. knew what's up. Yeah. Nah, man. Be willing to fucking learn some shit. Yeah. Be willing to say, all right, I'm going to take an L on this opinion yeah. because it helped me learn. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to take this L on this ass whooping because I'd rather get my ass whooped than a fucking old lady. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. It's man, yeah. You you said it. You 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 said it. It, it. We have a lot of people, and we always talk about it. I'm like, I don't understand how these people could have a say on what's what's medically right, what's not medically right, what's gonna happen when they're not in our communities. They they don't know what's going on. They don't they don't see like like you. We we're talking about the pandemic. I'm like. I remember right before we shut down, we were getting ready to do a pop-up at Hi-Fi. Um, you know, I was in my office, my regular 9 to 5, and I'm talking with the plan manager of the school, and I'm like, man, are we going to shut down? Like, what's going to happen? You know, I'm getting emails from food service. You know, the scramble is happening, right? And meanwhile, you know, family or other people we know outside of L.A., they're already, yeah, it's not going to, you know, it's ridiculous and this and that. And then we're shut down and, oh, well, it's not even that big of a deal. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're not in our communities. You have no right to, like, say what's good for us. And it, it, it blows my mind sometimes. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised at this point, but it's still like, man, like you said, it's like the like the armchair, you know, athletes. It's, you know, all of a sudden they have opinion and they have a doctorate and they have a phd and you know they put doctor behind their name now because they know they know everything they read they read they went on youtube they went on youtube <laughs> they went on youtube no for sure that this is yeah. not right yeah no it, it, it's not right yeah it's crazy bro and it, it's one of those things where almost that saying where a little bit of knowledge is dangerous yeah because then you piece together things that aren't necessarily that, that they don't equate, yeah. right? The math of it yeah. is like if you have an understanding of how multiplications yeah. and, and divisions and pluses and minuses happen and fractions of mm-hmm. it, right? These are all data points yeah. that make the story complete. Yeah. If the story does not have the correct data, if the math is not added up, divided, subtracted, 
and defined correctly, yeah, it's not correct. Yeah. And that's what's happening with people's opinions about the historical significance that has created the conditions that we have today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doug, why would you not want to teach me more about what's happening with everybody else's story yeah. so I can understand how that affects my story? Why would you get frustrated with me wanting to learn what's up with my Mexican homie from Durango t- telling me about Pancho Villa and fucking yeah. Pancho Villa staying at his grandpa's house and the scorpion is the fucking <laughs> the mascot. Yeah. When I'm in my own community enjoying the culture and the stories of my, my, yeah. my, my neighbors. Yeah. You know, the idea that we have to create this identity of America when America itself is is. It's an amoeba. Yeah. No, no. It's not a full, sharp line of what it is. No, yeah. And it it moves and it changes. And some of these people don't want it to change. Some of it don't don't. want no structure. But in the end, if we really want to see what this is, then you take everybody's data accordingly so we can see the full details of this high-definition 4K story. Yeah. I I just seen a meme right before you came. It said... If you're an American, your heritage is either Native American, slave, refugee, or immigrant, and that's it. And and it's the truth. But people don't want to, they don't want to like accept that. And it's it, it, it's crazy. So let me let me ask you, um, how did you guys pivot towards um, feeding frontliners? Because that was one of the things that I was like, man, you guys, you guys are out there like in the trenches like non-stop bro you're like i'm like telling Doreen, like do they ever sleep <laughs> like do they ever sleep because i just see you guys going and going and going and going part of it was when this first initially happened none of us knew how long it would be yeah and on top of it if it continues what are we gonna do so when it first started march 15th 2020 when the Los Angeles County, even statewide, stay-at-home order, stay orders yeah. took place. Our only approach prior to that was first initially doing to-goes. But mind you, we didn't know how deep a pathogen would spread. Yeah. Right? If I just saw you across this table, dog, I'm going to wipe down here. I'm going to wipe down everything from the yeah. roof. I'm going to wipe down underneath this table. I'm going to wipe down this barbecue grill. And waiting for the next person to show up. The anxiety, the energy of not knowing how yeah. this is going to really affect somebody. And when you're starting to hear about how how serious this is. Yeah. Um, that alone was surreal. That one week of the city was dead. Buying supplies. There was a time when there's no toilet paper. There is no nothing. Mm-hmm. In regular stores. And I got a call from Jason Yaga. Yeah, District Five, keep it live. Community representative and compare who called me and said, "John, are you gonna go to Restaurant Depot?" He called me at six in the morning, texted me, and I was like, "Yeah, I gotta go." I was thinking about going to pick up supplies anyway. Yeah. But the fact that he's asking me and he's a civilian, um, let me go get him some supplies. And we rolled together. I picked them up and we rolled together. And it was 
the busiest that I think Restaurant Depot staff as well as myself have ever seen where there was aisles and aisles of empty shelves. Wow. And I've never seen these people in my life. They were civilians who were doing the same thing Jason was doing, going with somebody that's part of a restaurant to go buy toilet paper, to buy gloves, what canned beans, everything, anything, anything, because you did not know what the fuck was about to go down. No, no. When, you know, when we started with our pickups, East Los, uh, we, um, I remember just, we're like, ah, we'll just go to Smart Final, bro nothing spam forget it we didn't we didn't <laughs> we didn't see spam for months bro months there wasn't one bag of pasta on the shelf because we didn't like you said we didn't know no one knew what the fuck to do and it was weird because it was one of those surreal moments where the line ended all the way at the back by the cereal wow and each aisle was lined up what? to go because there wasn't no systems yet yeah of a single line and will call you. So mm. each aisle was full of people all the way back to the back of the building. And, um, you know, I'd spend nights studying about the pathogen, understanding what was happening, how it was transmuted, what it would take. Um, and then, you know, we're having these conversations and Chris was like, this is not realistic. This is not sensible. Yeah. For us to be waiting at the door for somebody to come in when the world and the governments told them don't go out. So imagine that two-week window where you, you don't know if anybody's going to come in. And if they come in, you're scared of them. Yeah. When we started to follow Thunderbolt's lead, Thunderbolt was instrumental in first doing the hospitality touri- hospitality and tourism staff meal. Primarily bartenders. Okay. Because right at that point, bartenders used to be living the life, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love, uh, you know, they're they're in the in the industry. Yeah. You top of the food chain, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, yeah. it stopped. Yeah. Abruptly. Abruptly. And just trying to find fucking meals, bro, and and feeling like safe. That this yeah. meal was not gonna get you sick. And going here wasn't yeah. gonna get you sick. So. Michael Capaferri with Thunderbolt um, was instrumental in setting that program up. And Louise set us up, um, Campari representative, she set us up so clean where she taught us how to use the Google um, format okay. to create a link that Christine formatted and processed to do the Feed the Frontliners request meals for individuals. Okay. So you're a nurse that's been there for 16 hours want to go home but you can't go to the grocery store because there's no food anyway let us give you food that you can bring home to your family so we were doing that for like two days and we just kept coming back to the idea that they couldn't even eat one it was too busy and then two by the time they tried to get food for their family they couldn't even they're too tired yeah and then we were blessed enough to get some support from the umami fund they reached out to us and we wanted to remain anonymous, but the Umami Fund came out and said, okay, here, you want to do 800 I said, all right, man, that $800 was going to be so supportive. We can get some meals out, you know, yeah. help us get through a day. Yeah, yeah. When we talk about restaurant operations and just co- overhead fixed costs, yeah. that's a day. Yeah. 
And then they gave us the check, and I went, this ain't $800. They're not, not $800, it's 800 people. Oh, shit. So then we're like, oh, damn, how do we do that? How do we yeah. do that with just four people at a time? Yeah. Two people at a time, waiting for them to come. Wiping everything down when we walked outside to give them the food. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Like, you, people do not understand that you have to be patient and understanding with people who have not stepped out since the pandemic as they come back into the world because you had to deal with that. We yeah. had to deal with it. And uh, even though we've traversed those elements, we are very familiar with how anxious that energy was. Yes. So Christine said, this is, this is impossible. We can't do two people at a time. So the idea was taking that format and that request form and instead of individuals, do it by departments. Nice. By uh, floors, by engineering teams, yeah. by housekeeping teams, by the fire department houses. And uh, Christine founded the Feed the Frontliner Project. Nice. And uh, her brother designed our logo work. Yeah. Right. It's a it's a home it's a family process and, and being able to find ways where selling a shirt and and, and selling vans. Vans, yeah. Right. Like yeah, yeah, all yeah. of these elements where we're able to just find ways and then get continued support by individuals, you know, and and back to the old mommy fund who said, All right, well well one, you've we've gone ten years where this business has been a part of the community. Yeah. It cannot die. Yeah, no. So if we can support it for you guys to just cover costs and, and, and get food out to these hospitals, then we have a sponsor. At the same time, we determined that we can't do it just for the sake of making bills. Yeah. We had to use this platform to remind people that this is a pandemic that you need to be acting right about. That we're feeding people who are taking care of your mom. Yeah. And you're still acting you know, irresponsible, be mindful of that. Yeah. Because a lot of these Filipinos who had to take care of your family members ain't coming yeah. back to their family. Yeah. And uh, that's one thing as far as, like, with the Feed the Frontliner project that we've been doing now over a year, we estimate ideally in June that we'll be able to open up to the public again or at least in the process of thinking about it Yeah. because people at least get a chance to get a shot. Um. It's one of those things where we micro-team. So staff at the restaurant, all they focus on is the food. Chris and I go out to the field. We deliver the food. We go to RD, pick up the supplies, drop off the supplies, uh, drop off the next run of food, and then do all the accounting and admin and reach-outs and follow-up on the people that are requesting. So wow. that's a, there's a lot of no, details, they, right? We've yeah. had to create structures, infrastructures of yeah. a business that didn't exist in its current state, yeah. but have familiarity as a catering business. Yeah. Um, so we took our catering process and did it specifically to first responders, healthcare workers. Yeah. And um, yeah, all credit to Chris um, for, for one, helping guide us and structure it, uh, define the principles of it, and then find ways to attach the stories together because for us social justice food um, security uh, 
um, access to healthcare, affordable housing, relevant education. All of these things is what our community has been asking for, what is what we've been looking for, and what actually works. Mm-hmm. When we fucking make it work, it'll work. Yeah. And if the world and the United States government can actually get on the same page to make that happen, uh, we come from a, a homes of civil war and strife and economic um, disparities and uneven treaties. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we we were able to survive on that block, and um, you know it's 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 one of those things where like we didn't have a team, right? Well, we had a team, but the teams weren't available. The Lakers, yeah. the Dodgers, everybody had to stop. So if there's anybody to root for, it was the people that are trying to keep your mom from dying. Yeah, no, yep, yeah, yeah. So if we could support them and at the same time try to remind people, dog, just just be a little considerate. Yeah. That's what we've been doing thus far. And it's kind of hard because, you know, when you look at the score, there's a lot of dead homies that have passed because of COVID-19, because of their inability to get health access, because of the pandemic, access to cancer treatment. You know, there's there's a lot of heartbreak in the community. We lost a lot of people that definitely we counted on to help us. But we can't quit um, trying to make things better because it's hard. Oh yeah. It's just extra hard. Yeah, it's a it's a marathon race, bro. Yeah. It's like not even a, it's not a sprint. It's just it's like a cross country marathon. Like it just it never stops. It 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 really really never stops. But um, man, like you know, we sit back and we watch you guys. I'm telling you, it's like. To do that, because I believe like you guys were like one of the first ones to 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 make it a um, a thing. And when I say a thing, like you guys made it, like this is what you're doing. You're not gonna sit back and 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 and, and complain. And you know, and and I say complain like, well, I want to be open and I want to do this and I want to do that. And you were like, okay, it's time to go to work. And you guys went to work, and you guys are still, you guys are still, still, still going. And um, and what do you, like, what are your hopes for? In the near future. My my hopes in the near future is for us to be in a position where, if we do have a hundred percent capacity. Is that we also have. At least eighty percent humanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because. One thing we have to also consider is that there's some people that have not left their homes this entire year. Yeah. Let's say you and me are eating at a restaurant that is totally compliant to rules. We're comfortable. Yeah. You're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Yeah. We're fucking enjoying time. We're fucking hugging. We're laughing. Yeah. And somebody next door who's just got out is uncomfortable with the situation. It's not for any. It's hard. It's not for a staff member to have to fucking regulate that. And then it's extra burden for ownership and managers to have to regulate that. So our idea is that we, same thing, we're kind of waiting for, to see how people are going to act. Yeah. 
and then from there respond and have some practices that are at least normalized because mm-hmm. you got to it's hard people don't understand that businesses were told to stop indefinitely and then got a chance to start up and then we're told to stop, stop. again yeah. and then are told to start up again you don't understand how the toll it's taken on people no and and it's not easy and the fact that we're still out there there's also kind of survivor guilt yeah because every time you hear somebody having to close down and you're trying to present yourself as something that's confident that needs support you wonder like do you deserve it yeah should yeah. you be alive when the homies are dead? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that goes back to just block attitudes. Period. Because, yeah. You know, people miss their family right now. People are missing their relatives right now, and uh, a lot of them didn't need to die because of the lack of interest to do the right thing. Yeah. No, no, no. A hundred percent, bro. A hundred, a hundred percent, and. And you said it. It's it's gonna be based on how people act. Like that. That's that's gonna be a big a big thing. Cause like right now I'm vaccinated, but it's like I still feel like I gotta do my part to you know to keep like you said other people that aren't vaccinated and other people that haven't left their houses. You know that it's it's a scary thing to like know that as, as slowly as the world opens up. And people get back to like, you know, maybe working or, you know, having a maybe go into work a little bit more than working from the from the house. It it's gonna be a lot mentally. And I think we're gonna yeah, we're gonna see and even more so now like as a community, like be there for each other because mentally, man, that that's a whole other, you know, that's a whole other avenue that man, it, it, our kids it's gonna be you know there's some work ahead but man we just gotta keep on going part of it is being able to forecast right yeah part of it is like same thing with a recipe same thing with how many people are coming in how many kids are attending the school yeah how many people we need to feed yeah so if we can understand that and do the math for that then we could try to nip the harm that's about to happen yeah because people are gonna wild out yeah the roaring 20s man yeah the roaring 20s a lot of people had to deal with their stresses and, and issues through substance abuse. Yeah. And now that we're all together, there's going to be a lot of fucked up livers. And a lot of you people that are going to go over the top because they only live once, baby. Because they can now, yeah. Back. yeah. You know, and I'm going to enjoy this. So that's the scary thing is trying to remind folks that take everything in stride yeah. and understand you have a place and people are important you know you're important to people and if we can fucking just figure it out where you can still express yourself still have fun yeah but still be considerate to everybody else around you we're not we're not trying to police you we're just asking everybody to kind of be cool about everything that we're all doing yeah it comes down to respect bro and i think where we come from respect is a big like it's a big thing you could die yeah. You die for inconsiderate yeah. attitudes and, and, and conduct. And that's the thing. You could be a civilian and deal with it. Yeah. You could be somebody on the block and deal with it. And before, when it was 
it was as volatile as it was, there was still an element element of order. Yeah. Versus, you know, people now that live in our community don't understand how fucking how how you would hear it. Yeah. If you didn't get out of the way for an abuela or a lola that yeah. was walking down the street while you're smoking your cigarettes, mm-hmm. give them some fucking space so they don't have to walk down around you yeah. and go into the gutter and side of the yeah. street to walk past you. 100%. You know, before, back in the days, not only were they not allowed to be recognized and have to walk around them, they would be called you fucking wet back and chink. Yeah. Right, and yeah. then the neighborhood would had to address that and deal yeah. with it. Now, it hasn't happened yet. But being mindful of the folks to recognize that there's people that are here, yeah, don't make their lives harder. Don't fucking treat them like they're beneath you. Yeah, because if that's the case, there is gonna be some problems. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it, it's it's man, and that and that goes with like yeah. Uh, one thing that gets me is. Is that like that attitude of, of, you know, they, you know, we move into a neighborhood and then it, you feel like it's like, you're like entitled to, this is my neighborhood now. Uh, you know, I paid all this money for it, you know, but it's, it's. You know, this money for it. Or I didn't. Yeah. Avant-garde, man. I'm fucking Bamajera yeah. and that cocksucker from Sublime yeah. who went to historic Filipino town and, uh trapped house a fucking house that was supposed to be demolished yeah they don't own the property but these fools decided to throw a house party to demo the building from the inside and these 50 year olds were fucking yeah. showing how hard they were while they're playing their fucking shitty music yeah you know they wouldn't do that shit in orange county no matter of fact motherfuckers would call the police on them get the fuck out what are you doing yeah fact that we live in the immigrant communities and we don't we don't cause trouble to our neighbors yeah you guys are coming in and literally disrespecting the neighborhood busting shit up asking yeah. other motherfuckers to show up to help you bust shit up yeah it's not yours no and that's the things that we see constantly is that you feel that everything is yours and we deal with it regularly that everything is your story everything is from your opinion Everything is from your perspective. Yeah. And if you don't understand their perspective, we're in the wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's the problem. That's it's crazy. Like, no. no, man. We've watched you. We've bathed you. We've cleaned you. We've fixed your shit. Yeah. We've dealt with having to go from the 14, the 16, the 18 bus out to Beverly Hills and come back to the hood. We've raised your kids. Raised your kids and, and take care of our neighborhood. And now, you know. We can't even live in the neighborhoods we grew up in. It's sad. Go to work. Yeah. It's sad. It's a sad like. It's it's crazy. And um, another thing I wanted to ask, um, you know, given the situations that's been happening with um, with with the Asian hate and what we we're talking about earlier, and 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 how you know you knew that this was gonna come because of how this whole COVID thing was handled. I, I, I saw the same thing, you know? Um, but like, how do we rally around our Asian brothers and sisters, Pacific Island brothers and sisters? How, do, how would we, as you know, me being Chicano, 
how would we band together or how would you guys like how would everybody you know make it we just unite like how how what would your what's your like take on that that is a deep question but can i ask for time out for restaurant oh no you got it you got it did track and field yeah at belmont with the homies the fat fat man relay yeah and then barbecued on the neighborhood that's what it is bro so that 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 yeah I mean the same thing with me baseball it was like uh um I played my uh freshman year got kicked off my second my my, my sophomore year cuz I didn't have grades got my grades uh got into a little uh, fight at Franklin got kicked off the team and then by that time I was just I was done with it but I played with Spot Bautista please yes coach coach yeah <laughs> coach was like Ouch. I don't want you. I don't want you hanging around with none of the other teammates. Uh, if something happens, I'm kicking you out of the district. And all, it, yeah, it, it was it was funny though. But um, but yeah, no, that's Cecil. That's how we connect, bro. That's how we connect. Coach, please. Yo, we're grown up, man. Yeah, we yeah, are yeah. right No, But he's he's he he, he teaches at uh, Roy Ball. Yeah, no, I, I I still he's a friend of mine on Facebook. We still I'm, talk. Yeah, his his pops passed away, yeah. so shoot him love, and it, yeah. it's like. No, that's the thing, right? Yeah. We know our coaches. Yeah. We know, like, they were our little league coaches yeah. when you're juniors or peewees at Echo Park. Yeah. Like, the, the, the things that people don't understand is that there's a lot of siblings yeah. in our community that you were connected to. Mm-hmm. Who went to school with so-and-so? Yeah. Who's your cousin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what sucks is, like, if you had Facebook back then, yeah. you wouldn't have fucking had beef with somebody because no. you knew that was your relative. Yeah, yeah, then you would know. And then they would report you're on it and be like, yo, what are you doing? You're connected somehow. You're connected. Stop this bullshit. But, I mean, it was hard because, like, people don't understand how dense the neighborhood is still. Yeah. But even back then. Oh, it was, it was, it, yeah. The density of youth where you had every gang imaginable. And 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 okay, um, no disrespect to anybody, and no over props to anybody. Yeah. But I'm only presenting what I know and what I've encountered on my neighborhood. Yeah. Temple Street, Diamond Street, Echo Park, Headhunters, Oziri Boys, Satanas, um, Silly Boys. Big Tops, Rockwood, MS, A-Team, Rebel Boys, Flip Town, Flip Side, Hell Side. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're just, we, Vista. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the little neighborhoods. Right? All the, uh, the, the, the fucking, um, we, we must. We must, yeah. Right, white fans. Like, like, the big, even the big gangs and everybody that's, that's involved in between. I'm a, I'm a fucking civilian. Yeah. But I had to understand the writings on the wall. I had to understand where I was, yeah. what was happening, mm-hmm. and who I could be associated with at that yeah. time. Yeah. And I had to calculate, was it worth it for me to be there? Yeah. And if I was going to be there, be ready. Yeah. No, yeah. You got to be on your P's and Q's. So people don't understand that as kids, we come from a generation where your parents who listen to SWV yeah. were a little bit extra hard. Yeah. 
because that was a generation of being extra hard. Yeah. Our neighborhood was harder than that. Yeah. We had to survive. <laughs> we you know had what to mean? survive, bro. So that, that's the weird thing about, like, when people look at the park's finest and they look at us for authenticity at the, either as being American barbecue yeah. or Filipino. I struggle with the idea that, yeah, you know what? You might have had better. Mm-hmm. But how much time did you put in on it? Yeah. And then are you doing it in the neighborhood you grew up with, with the people oh, that yeah. you want to enjoy time with and not have to fucking be cooking food for mm-hmm. 18 hours? Yeah. Can you appreciate this shit? Yeah. Because ain't nobody doing the fucking things that we're pri- trying to do. Yeah. As as a part of the story. That you're doing, yeah. As oh, a yeah. part of why this is important yeah. why this is special yeah. understand how dog adam literally we walked on the same streets we took the same yeah. bus mm-hmm. we passed by the same parties we shopped at the same restaurants yes we ate at bernie's we swam <laughs> at Bernie. park swimming pool yeah you know we're a small town in the big city Mm-hmm. What people don't understand about our neighborhood is Los Angeles is a conglomerate of other towns and small neighborhoods. Yeah. Echo Park was the best of the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It could be either good either way. You know, we're the last 213. Yeah. That at least has some legacy that is trying its best to define itself and knowing that we are still... We're, we're as Im- important as the Hollywood sign, as the Ferris wheel in yeah. Santa Monica. No, 100%, bro. The Echo Park Fountain mm-hmm. to downtown shot. Yeah. That's ours. Yeah. And, and, and how the neighborhood represents Los Angeles is very important to everybody that lives yeah. there. And, we, and, and, and you could say, like, we're part of the fabric, not a sewn-on extra piece that or an accessory that came later on in life like yeah we walked those streets you know we lost you know we lost the same friends you know like i know i knew arnold right so like it's crazy oh, Doug. that's deep no it, it is you know because i'm gonna tell you why like i met him even though we all went to school together like i i got cool with them he was on a track. Yeah, a little bit before his passing. So it's crazy because then it's like all those, you know, those intersections, all those connections. Like we connect through, again, like I said, we connect through that, through the struggle, through the loss, through the good times, through the bad times. Like we are, like you guys are the community, you know, and, and that didn't, like I said, yeah, I mean, that's what's crazy. That's what's crazy, bro. That's what's like a crazy, like, how it all comes together, you know, how it comes full circle. You fucking me up, Adam. <sighs> bro, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been wanting to have this conversation with you for the longest. Like, you don't even, like, when I, we were doing, when I was doing Street Eats and Dope Beats with my brother, shout out to JMK and, and DJ Mike Rock. Like, I was like, man, I would tell him, like, I got to have John Eric on here. Like, he doesn't, like, I don't think he realizes, like, we know the same people, you know, we grew up in the same neighborhood. Like a, the story I shared before about when you guys were popping up, 
at uh Imish bookstore like like man like i we were, we we're gonna have like a uh, i know we we're gonna have a good conversation because we have an understanding you know and unfortunately sometimes talking to people even though they're from la different parts of la like they're still you know eh, it's kind of like they don't understand you know or they don't they don't they don't realize like man you know because sometimes it does it sounds like we're you know it's out of a movie things that we're you know the environment we lived in and 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 just the different type of of people we were around we grew up with um you know from coming from war you know friends that their families came from war you know friends of mine whose whose parents slept in the park by LACC for months until they got on their feet you know uh my friend um who you know brother got taken in Nicaragua to go fight at 12 years old you know friends whose family were in politics in El Salvador that had to come like people don't they don't real they don't they can never understand that until they've lived amongst the people we lived with and grew up with so when it comes to such situations like like what's going on now i take it mad personal because you don't know you don't know and you what you're speaking on and like you said if you don't know shut the fuck up cuz you don't you can't even understand the like the magnitude of what people go through coming here and you said it like then they have to work again got to start from square one again you know and it's crazy and 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 and, and it's crazy and that's why you know, I was asking before, like, how could we, like, just band together and help? You know, my my one of my employees, she she came from Vietnam, late seventies, early eighties. Took her three month, three four years to get here. She was in the Philippines for three years in the mountains until they passed her over here to. And she's, her and her husband put her kids through. One graduated from UCLA. The other one's graduated from UC Irvine. She has three jobs. I'm always like, Teresa, you need to chill. <laughs> you need to relax. But she tells me I can't. I can't because you know what? I've been around the worst of the worst. And I know the struggle. So I take that, like, what's going on now, I take it personal. Because it's like, you can't tell me you work as hard as her seven days a week and still and still be happy to go to work. You know, right now, she, you know, we're off and she's getting paid to be at home. I said, Teresa, you're getting paid to be at home. Like, you don't have to worry about it. But, man, it's 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 it, it, it's. um, Yeah, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. I, I can't like. But, yeah, back to my question, like. Oh, you got it. Yeah, so we'll be back right after this quick break and uh, get into some more, um, some more story.
what's up everybody when we pick up right now right after this song unfortunately during editing a small piece of this audio was cut out um so when we get back just know that john eric is uh picking up the convo and uh talking about a mutual friend that um that we had and unfortunately passed away so uh sit back and listen to the rest of this uh interview peace who lived on on burlington uh he got bussed out ended up at belmont yeah a track yeah yeah one of my only friends that graduated belmont yeah um he actually broke his leg we went to that um secret or in pasadena the hike he the the magic forest he fucking jumped the cliff the little boulder yeah and in the process he fucking broke Broke his his hip yeah oh okay i think i remember yeah yeah yeah. and he fucking had a cast on and he walked the stage of belmont so you know arnold was the downest filipino i ever met was Salvadorian. Yeah. He joined the neighborhood. They called him Casper yeah. from Satanas. He did cultural dancing at SIPA with me. He cut through. So Burlington, Bonnie Bray, Mountain View mm-hmm. is, is specifically has a spot and a section of homes that are known as the cut. Yeah. So the cut from Burlington to Bonnie Bray to Mountain View goes between our apartments so i grew up having to pass through the transition yeah at the same time the bonnie bray house is the most famous founding of the pentecostal denomination in the world connected to little tokyo in the zuza street revival wow so you have these fucking people that are having busloads of people that are seeing the spirit while at the same time drive-bys are happening yeah on Burlington, where America's Most Wanted recognized our street as the most dangerous street in the world. Yeah. And we were the kids running across from Arnold's house to Oscar's house to just fucking get, get in between. Yeah. So Arnold, he got bust out, but he was one of the neighborhood kids that I grew up with that we did like nonprofit work. So when I always credit SIPA and El Centro and Central City Action Committee and uh, Salvation Army and Pico Union. Yeah. Right? A red shield, yes. Right? All of these spots where we connected with all the kids and the cliques and all the homies. Arnold was always there. And it was a struggle because he ended up having to join a Filipino neighborhood. He joined STS. Yeah. Casper from Satanas. Because he had to deal with some of the struggles. It was crazy, right? With another Filipino gang. Yeah. Son of a bitch. You know, like, we were the after-school kids. Yeah. And this is the dynamics. I don't bring it up. But... Yeah. yeah. Because we didn't grow up in that side of the, the city. Yeah. We didn't belong. And it was it was detrimental to our safety to fucking be there. So a Salvadorian kid joined the Pinoy neighborhood. 
a Soreño, Pinoy neighborhood, yeah. but still did community organizing and did radical work for fucking the transformation of our society. We tried to get funding to develop some community centers in the area, and that was the thing we were like advocating. And that's, that's the thing you have to understand is that we were organizing um, concepts we had to present it to these foundations and present that your concept was as worthy, if not more worthy, than his concept. And we were advocating for the same pool of money. So Arnold was a part of my team. And we were, we were, work, we were part of the community trying to figure out what was going to work for us, and it didn't pan out. Neighborhood politics. Yeah decisions on where the money's better served like it's not it's not my money i'm just trying to convince you it's worthwhile over here to spend it over here yeah spend it over here that's all we were trying to do arnold and i were trying to figure out yo spend that money on rampart district yeah because we need it it, we need it yeah and uh it didn't work out so you know i i I didn't want to you know our homie earthman passed away he graduated. He was the other person that graduated from Belmont with Arnold. That was it. Yeah. I didn't graduate. Homies didn't graduate. And he committed suicide after he enrolled in the Navy and dealt with racism mm. in the Navy, dishonorably discharged, some fucked up situations, didn't, exp- didn't know how to process it, and, and, and died. So I'm doing all this community work. For the love of the people, love the people. But all the homies are talking about all the times they had good times with each other. Yeah. And I wasn't there. So I had resentment. I was like, fuck, man. What are we talking about? Everybody's needs. I can't help the homies. So Arnold and I were working at the Denny's on Vermont and Beverly. I was a host. No, I remember. Hey, I. (laughs) <laughs> Bro, if you've okay, eaten no, that, then- like I'm telling you, like when I say I'm on the outside looking in, like you know, like I, I, I've been there. I think I even went a couple times with uh, you know friends of ours partying and then you know you waited on like oh, <laughs> yeah. Bro, so trust, so bro. that was my first job. Yeah, because the thing is, was weird. I had the qualifications in the public speaking and the city certifications, but I couldn't get a fucking ADNW job at the <laughs> Beverly Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. One fucking bus. Yeah. I just need to take a fucking One 14 bus. to the Beverly Center. Get off right in Just front. let me fucking work at the Beverly Center. Mm-hmm. No one would fucking accept me. I didn't understand. And I kept getting, while I waited at the bus. Yeah. Where you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you at? Where you from? Like, yeah. son of a bitch, man. I'm yeah. fucking, I, I want to get I'm just trying to go to work. That's fuck, it. What am I doing? I'm just trying yeah. to fucking survive. So, to, to actually work at that Denny's. Yeah. And Arnold was my bus boy. Mm-hmm. Was fucked up is that we were serving these big families, yeah. And 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 um, this fucking family, the kid wasn't feeling good, so he fucking barfed. And Arnold fucking cleaned it up. The kid barfed again, and the dude expected Arnold to clean it up again. Yeah. The attitude was like, bro, man. Your kid is sick. Yeah. That's your responsibility. 
do not have me clean up after him. Yeah. And the way he treated Arnold, and I'm his fucking server. Yeah. We were right on the other edge of the fucking server station. He said, dog, what are we doing, man? You know, let's go back to people's core. Yeah. Let's go back to fucking trying the plan again. Because we got denied, and I was resentful because Arfman passed away. Mm-hmm. He was partying with Arfman. Yeah. And I wasn't there. Yeah. And fuck, what am I doing with doing this shit with old people and fucking, yeah. you know, all these, uh, this, these lofty goals, and I don't even know what's happening on the block. Yeah. And he said, man, not the same for us. Let's go try again. I wasn't trying to hear it. And then he was, it was weird, man. Because I saw Arnold all the time. And every time I pulled up, if I saw him, he would jump in the car. And we'd fucking, I'd drop him off wherever he needed to go. And the, the day I didn't see him, he was rollerblading from Burlington to Alvarado. Yeah. Lincoln Navigator overshot their lane and he slammed into him. He screamed. When the EMTs arrived, they asked him, you look all right, you're not bleeding. He said, please take me. Went to St. Vincent. Good Samaritan. LA Downtown Medical Center. And he was denied access. And he ends up in county. He dies. And no one knows. His mom doesn't know. Fourth of July. She doesn't see him. And she asks. Have you seen Arnold? And we think he's partying and having a good time. And we don't realize that he was denied access to three hospitals in our neighborhood. And he died on the 10 freeway because he died of hemorrhaging. We didn't bury him. We didn't get his body until two weeks later. So the fact that you know Arnold from a different perspective, the only reason is because I want another story of my brother. So I miss what would have been. And I have only so many stories left of where he was when I was with him. And it's fucked up because we just met now in front of each other. We know each other. And I'm just wondering what fun times you had. Yeah, this is fucked up. So thank you for the tissue. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, bro. I mean, it's um, 
you know, I met him later, later in, you know, later in life. Um, and, uh, again, you know, uh, we're just like, I always knew we were connected. You know what I mean? Like I always knew like, and, um, and Arnold was a cool, cool cat, you know? And, uh, and, uh, I just, yeah, I just remember him always like, you know, happy and joking around. Um, every time I would, you know, if I would see him, um, it was like, what's up? You know, always good dude, you know, good dude. And to hear, to hear a story from someone who was, you know, his, his, his partner, you know what I mean? Like his road dog, like someone who's, that's his brother, you know, you're his brother. Like to hear that, like, man, you know, like I knew, I knew it, you know, just by meeting him, you know, just the vibe and, and, and his personality. Like I knew he was a good dude. And then you you know you just confirm the type of type of cat he was, um, you know, rest in peace. Um, but it's you know it's just kind of like that's the stuff we you know we grew up with, and and how we just we're like connected. And um, yeah, man, yeah, that's uh, uh, I remember all of that, bro. Like I remember hearing all that whole story. And I'm like, fuck, man, that's fucked up. You know, I remember that. And unfortunately, back, you know, that was just like something that was kind of like, unfortunately, normal. like, like a it's common, still normal, common thing. You know, I mean, you know, a friend, my friend's cousin, you know, he got shot at at a at Taco Bell, and I was supposed to be there at at, at uh, Tommy's. You know, we everybody meet at Tommy's. Fucking paramedics, cops were like. Leave him alone. He's gonna die anyway. That's the shit. That's the shit we go through. We went through. You know, and and then you think that motherfucker's been on that eighteen-hour shift. Yeah. He don't give a fuck about nobody. No. And and it's that the thing is that the dynamics that we've had to deal with is that we're really not asking. Not at all. We're not asking for much. And the fact that, to be honest, if you fucking went down in our neighborhood, we would try our best to take care of you. Yeah. Why? Because we were all in that place at one time. So we- that's, yeah, fuck, man. It's, it's, a uh, it's, a. Uh, I I don't relive Arnold as much as I used to. Yeah. When I hear his name or somebody that might have a connection, it's deep because Soraya passed away. Yep, another one, An- another like, and that that we've known her for a while. Doreen was man like that story is you know is is like that was tough. And tough for Doreen, like, I mean, I don't know if you want me to really give me permission to, like, just give a little bit of what happened. Uh, I'm not going to get, because she could tell her story, but before her passing, like, Doreen was in contact with her days before, weeks before. Doreen made a promise to her that, Doreen made a promise to her that, that we were going to, you know, she was gonna 
Don't worry about Christmas for your girls. She was going to, Doreen was going to take care of it. All the way up until like, until the day, the day before, you know? And it was so, It yeah, bro. It, you know, it, it's a, uh, um, that was hard. That was a hard one. Doreen was very close with her. I was close, but, you know, Doreen was really, really close with her. And, um, yeah. It, and I think we should unpack and remember the people that made Los Angeles special. Yeah. Fuck, dog. I went to school with Soraya. Okay. I'm, PCC. Yeah. Fucking Filipino studies class. And I treated it like I was in Doma. Yeah. So I was kind of like the heckler. So I was blown. My, I was fucking blown. Because, you know, I went. Remember how, like, Will Smith thought he was he had it? Yeah. Because Aunt Viv was teaching the class. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? I read Malcolm X twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there was this element. But at the same time, it was funny because Sarai was there and we were just fucking always trying to push the envelope yeah. about how, what, what is this? How much data you have? How much data we got? And yeah. can we combine this together? And same thing, the same kind of soul, the same spirit mm -hmm. that, that, that it hurts, but it, man, like now I'm sitting on it after that, like second, I have to remember. Yeah. We have to remember Soraya because those are the people that brought us fucking the joy to fucking live yeah. and be good people. Yeah. And like, she used to walk through the cut. Yeah. <laughs> through my, from Mountain View yeah. to Bonnie Bray, I know she walked through my apartment. And it's just one of those elements of like our our connection to how LA is and yeah. just how our story intertwined. Yeah, is that we're small town people with big hearts that will be fucking down to scrap if you need us to. Uh -huh, yeah. But we would much rather enjoy food, music, yeah. and laughter. But we'll get it popping if you if, if you want. We'll get it popping. Like, yeah. So that I, every once in a while, she made me feel guilty for slanging spam, <laughs> but I loved it. You know, I would laugh and 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 you know and and we had that connection because in 2011, I had a crazy like fluke, like di uh, leukemia diagnosis. So I'm a I'm a I'm a leukemia survivor, and when she was going through uh, the first, uh, through the first round of, of chemo, right? Was it? She was like, "Man, Adam, how do you how, how did you do it?" And then I just said, "I part 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 of it was was ignorance, and the other part was just you know just having a you know survive for my family." And uh, and I said, you, "You're gonna be you're gonna be all right, you know. Just surround yourself with with people that love you." And you know, she would hit me up every once in a while, like when she was going through her treatments, and 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 and. I'll just try to like encourage her and just you know, and then she would end up encouraging me, <laughs> you know she would end up flipping it and 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 then 
and you know the right yeah telling me i need to you know take yeah take the right vitamins and if i'm taking care of myself and that selfishness that selflessness excuse me that selfless like worrying more about the next person than you know what she was going through like that one hurt you know and 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 through this whole thing i think a week a week before that we had lost another homie uh my homie ever rest in peace uh from covid and and he was another big la head for more from our side south um he had just started uh, the resilient agency which is on uh, i think like 53rd in san pedro you know he's part of the peacemakers where he goes and you know talks to the neighborhoods you know stuff that you know these people don't do you know they they don't do but they have that respect so la lost two giants my homie ever and soraya like you know like man that was that was tough you know that was a tough month for us you know and um to top off that shitty year yeah to top off the shitty year i mean it was just like like wow it's crazy and 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 it's that slow burn that dull ache especially since we haven't been able to fucking grieve with each other yeah yeah no yeah on top of that we haven't been able to smile with each other so i think what's what's crucial now for our generation We're a lot, we're a little bit tougher, and this is the dynamic. Sometimes there's these memes where it's like Luke Skywalker, millennials, yeah, Darth Vader, baby boomers, yeah, Han Solo, Gen X, yeah, and we fall within that gambit where we were told our style, our sound, our attitudes, our music yeah. was not good, was bad. And, and trying to be fucking stopped at all costs on how to live our lives. Yet at the same time, we walked home. Yeah. We fucking cooked our own food. Yeah. We unlocked our own door. Yeah. We fucking did our homework, called the homies, mm-hmm. watched a couple music videos, yeah. and, and, and then d- did that shit on top of all the other things we had to deal with yeah. during in, that time. In a war zone. In a war zone. And we're at that place now where that same generation, our CEOs, yeah. our managers, are the quote-unquote the, the older homie that yeah. you, that you <laughs> like the, at work. <laughs> we're the old homie. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. The older homie that knows what's yeah. up at work. Yeah. Like, how do you bridge mm-hmm. being able for folks to get it? Like, we played hide-and-go-seek amongst streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, streets and buildings. Between alleys. Yeah. And then also went to the computer lab at Union Avenue on the first floor and played the Oregon Trail. Yeah. And then had the internet. And then had AOL. Yeah. And then had... <laughs> What what is it? Um, Asian Avenue yeah. and what was the Latino version? Dude, I don't even. There was you know, and the then that line? became <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> the party line. The party line, right? <laughs> the, the the phone lines. Yeah. Then 
Facebook and, and all of these yeah. elements where people are trying to connect yeah. and find connection. We were a part of that process. Yeah. And trying to take information and go, okay, that shit doesn't make fucking sense. Yeah. That shit is not right. That shit is not only incorrect, it is harmful to the to the well being of your kids, my kids, and everybody else that were around. And and try to get not only the older people to understand that, yeah. and for the young people to participate in supporting mm-hmm. without overwhelming I'm going to be really like choice in how I use sometimes old motherfuckers who are always been down yeah. don't know the lingo that young people get now yeah. doesn't mean they're not down yeah. it doesn't mean that they're disrespecting your essence through the pronouns mm-hmm. they're trying to figure it out because prior to this, we were called Oriental. Yeah. And we were called Colors. So let's be understanding, but also willing to push the envelope, but encouragingly on that baby boomer side to get how this is related yeah. to how they used to give you a, the shit for rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, no, no. For yeah, fucking the, dancing the too close together. Yeah. For having black people next to white people yeah. at at a little Richard concert, yeah. So these are the things that we're we have to kind of finesse, mm-hmm. and it's our generation's kind of skill set to do so, because we had to traverse what neighborhood you're at, yeah, who you know, uh huh, who you're dealing with, what's the situation, and who the fuck are you? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, definitely. Like deny when she goes on photo shoots, like because she knows the old school that we are. Yeah, like, daughter. And then she'll like these photographers want to take her into like other neighborhoods and like here, let's go to these projects and take a. Fo-. And she's like, you don't do that. You don't go into yeah. projects. Yeah. So but like a lot of kids don't know because it's it's about the fashion. But like she grew yeah. up with us who went through that life. We know our friends are gone or in prison because of the way that they dress so she knows whatever she puts on she knows that there's a background there's a story to it generations of you know like my parents were in gangs you know like there it's more to it than just putting on a pair of clothes and so than selling it she has to school these people like hey no we can't do that not, not yeah we there. can't go like, we can't go there i'm not from there. there i can't rep that hood like and it's it's crazy right now because like when we have the crime aspect going off like this it feels like the 90s everything that's going on and so these new kids are kind of getting in a shock to like oh it's dangerous again you know like and so like we brought our kids up not like oh you got but like you need to be prepared or you need to know where you are and your situation and a lot of these you know internet kids they don't know that so like and they think and they and they think just because they don't they're not a part of that life that it's okay that we could just go anywhere we want, uh, take pictures anywhere we want. Um, and it's cool because I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to show off my fit. But no, but like, so yeah. So like we try to teach our daughter, our kids, like, no, you got to respect this turf, you know, where you, you know, because these places mean something to people. These places are what generations of, 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 of you know, people that grew up there, like, this is their heart. 
you can't just go and exploit that or take a picture or it's not a photo op. There's people that, that, that live there and, and, and like Doreen said, like have lived, died and are never coming home because of that. And it's just a matter of just respect. But sometimes people don't get that. They don't they don't understand that. And and what's that that's what will happen then. Yeah. Is if you do not understand mm-hmm. the the pulse yes. of the street. Yes. Do not be shocked that your shoes, your supreme fit, yeah. your phone, and possibly mm-hmm. whatever's in your pocket yeah. will help my date. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not afraid of getting caught. Yeah. Because I have your phone. Mm-hmm. I have your shit. No. And you can get the fuck out of my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's the struggle is when that becomes the first option mm-hmm. for somebody when they look at you. Yeah. And that goes back to when they say Kung Flu. Yeah. When they say the Asian virus, China virus. I'm already frustrated with my situation. Mm-hmm. And I just see somebody in my way inconveniencing me, giving me an attitude in a language I don't understand. Yeah. But they're just they're just talking. Yeah. You know, like you don't know. You, yeah, you yeah, do yeah. not know what the fuck is happening, but you perceive it they're as just, to be a slight. They're just existing. With the situation yeah. that I'm already dealing with. Yeah. And I explode because what I've learned in 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 culture, in American culture, is you see a problem, you solve it. Yeah. You deal with it. But that might not be the actual problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, that causes more problems. And matter of fact, that was never the solution. Yeah. So that's the thing that we have to struggle with, is that trying to be mindful, alert, compassionate but protective mm-hmm. because fuck man getting socked up in the side of the head yeah i mean man dude like there's no excuse no. there's no excuse for that and then then what do we do when that happens yeah and the conversation was i, I it's not my business Mm-mm. It's not my business, and I don't want to get fucked up. Yeah. And I think at this point, I'm a civilian. I'm not from the neighborhood. But I represent Los Angeles to the fullest. Yeah. If I'm going to get my ass beat protecting somebody who can't protect themselves, I got to take that L. Yeah. I have to for the sake of stopping somebody from being in a worse position. And I think that's what needs to happen amongst our young people, amongst our old people, and to be honest with our fucking, those that are supposed to protect us. Mm-hmm. If a police officer sees another police officer doing something wrong, yeah, you got to take that L. You got to yeah. stop them. Because yeah. if you don't stop them, it's going to be bad for everybody. Yeah. And I think that's where we're trying to like just remind everybody. Sometimes taking the L is a win for yeah. everybody. Definitely. 
No, that's yeah, no, hundred percent. Stepping up and 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 doing what's right rather than you know. Yeah, not not wanting to be involved or or thinking or 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 videotaping. What if you know? If instead of videotaping, you go and be like, "Hey, nah, we're gonna stop," you know, we're gonna stop what's going on because that's not right. But then that was the thing that was happening with George Floyd. Yeah, it was one of those things where they were trying to figure it out. But then also, if you're trying to be maced, you you wonder like. I think this is the dynamics that's happening right now yeah. is it wasn't eight minutes. No, it, it was more than 43 seconds. It was nine minutes and 29 seconds. No. Yeah. If I'm, if I need to be corrected, then correct me and, st- and add whatever seconds or subtract whatever seconds mm. you want to fucking articulate. Yeah. But the minutes on top of that killed a human being. And, for and, what? and and the thing is, it's that listening to the testimony and the sincere regret of people that were saying, I wanted to do more. Yeah. But the institution, the authority, yeah. told me I cannot. That's a problem. Yeah. The idea. Mm-hmm. That we we will stop doing the right thing because the institution will not allow it. I think we've learned from our history, from what we believe is good in the narratives of hero mm-hmm. movies, yeah. that you gotta do the right thing no matter what. Yeah. In the face of adverse statistics and odds, you yeah. do the right. Yeah, no, no, definitely. It has to be. There's no other way anything's gonna anything's gonna change. It's a sad. It's like a. It's a sad situation, bro. It, 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 it. it. I started watching a little bit of it of the trial, and then I, I just like, man, I can't. I couldn't no more. It's rough, man. And that was a crazy thing because I was fucking watching the news and watching the trial four days now. It's four days in. And then also, I was waiting for them to mention the, the Lola that got knocked out. Yeah. And damn, man, homeboy killed his own mom. Yeah, I saw so that. So, like, the dynamics of, like, how fucked up is this situation? Yeah, 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 yeah. How fucked up, yeah. How bad is it? Mm-hmm. This is happening to people. And they never mentioned it. No. So, it's just one of those crazy things that there's so much stuff that's happening right now. I think it's it's important for us to archive, and, and thank you for this platform. No. To archive and unpack some of this shit. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah. Man. I get clown dog. <laughs> Make the feelings come out, right? The feelings come out. No. So you know, it's like one of those things where being able to like share these stories, present these stories, and know that. It existed. Yeah. We exist. Yeah. We are present. And however you understand the situation doesn't change the fact that this is what we did and who we are. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, 100%, bro. I mean, thank you. Thank you for coming on. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, um, 
we have to like I'm learning like through my journey like through through dealing with like past trauma you know um sometimes you just it's uncomfortable and something that we're not used to I'm not used to you know speaking like you know we you know we you were saying like let's unpack it like I'm I'm we're used to of of packing it in and and compartmentalizing and and pushing it down out of out of just straight out of survival not even just you know not even just because we don't want to like feel it no it, it's cuz we need to survive because all this shit is going on around us and all this shit at home and all this shit in the world and we're just trying to like we're just trying to like maintain and live every day and and you know and like to express ourselves it's 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 too much for me along for a long time bro it was a lot it was a lot for me to feel like as soon as i like felt any type of like man you know <laughs> any feeling like it was just like not that got to go because you know what people are going to take advantage of me now doesn't pay the bills yeah, exactly i got to i got to suck it up you know i got a wife and kids that you know we got to go but not knowing that it was just causing like damage to me you know and like now i'm on this like path of like trying to like understand fully everything and it's wild because now i'm like like little like you know little lights are going off in my head like wow <laughs> this is crazy you know i'm not it's not just you know me me not talking any about it about my feelings it's it, it's there's a reason why and man it's it's like an enlightening it's pretty crazy you know kid of the 90s that did a lot of mushrooms and acid yeah. <laughs> and the perspective yeah. of my my thoughts as i was listening to portishead made me look at things from a from a microscopic level yeah to a big level trauma is fucking wounds to the brain yeah so when we put a band-aid or we stitch it up shit can still get infected yeah yeah. Shit can still get scabbed up and get re re wounded mm-hmm. and and bleed out. Yeah. And and get all kinds of fucked up fucking poison. Yeah. That takes place. And it doesn't help when you look at the categories. When I categorize where I grew up, yeah. Add the categories of my background, my age, my economic level, my gender. My fucking sexual preference, right? Boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Throw all these things in. Yeah. <laughs> no one should be expected to survive that. Yeah. But you try. You fucking try. Your body, your fucking genetics does everything it can to survive all of that. Yeah. So sometimes you find ways to fucking. Numb it. Numb it, exactly. You find ways to, to... Your brain finds tries to find ways to numb mm-hmm. the wound. And, and, and sometimes it creates more wounds. Yeah. But the idea is that understanding what has happened and why it has happened 
and if there's any ways for restorative justice yeah personally and then around you but same thing when people talk about asian hate am i gonna walk around broadway and hill fucking ready to go and pounce on anybody that happens to just pass by an asian lady thinking, oh, it's about to go down. And that keeps them secure versus understanding the policy that takes place with the landlords that put these old ladies in the position where there's six to seven of them in a single. And then their rent is going up 40% and they're on a fixed income. The economic... Um, exploitation and the harm done to senior citizens that are part of our community. When we talk about yeah. gentrification, when you talk about elder abuse, yeah. start from an economic perspective. How can we protect our elders when they can't even be protected with their living circumstance yeah. and their food security? Mm-hmm. These elements where these incident, incidents are caught on camera are symptoms and outliers of a major thing that's happening with the, our community. The bigger problem, yeah. And it's an economic disparity that's happening. Yeah. So those are some of the things that we really also need to learn and, and also check because sometimes we want to say, oh, where are you at? Rasa, where are you at, yeah, man? Yeah, Fuck, yeah. we've been here, dog. Where you yeah, guys at? Yeah, yeah. Black community, where you at? Yeah. Everybody, where you at? But also understand that you had a cousin that was talking shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a cousin that didn't fucking, that, that, that made it a little bit easier because they didn't check homeboys who were talking shit about mm-hmm. your Latino coworker mm-hmm. or a black coworker and you just fucking sat by and just let and it fucking go. Hear the, heard that shit. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. And I'm not justifying anybody's behavior and attitudes, but just understand. Everybody came from a fucked up situation. How do we fix it? Mm -hmm. Because if we judge it based off of your condition and then what happened, what you did was, was it right or was it wrong? Yeah. And hitting a fucking old lady is definitely wrong. Wrong. Yeah. On all levels, period. All levels. So fucking shooting up a fucking massage parlor. Yeah. All of these things on all levels. Fuck your bad day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck your bad day. Yeah. It was Figure wrong. that shit out tomorrow. Yeah. And I think that's where we are trying to traverse it. And it's hard because we also have to still struggle and be conscious of how somebody in the mainstream narrative mm-hmm. perceive your criticism. Because it might make them uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Try to keep that shit all coded, baby. <laughs> Gangsterism. Hood talk. <laughs> nah, you know, people need to hear it. Conversation. We we dive deep into, you know, to a bunch of a bunch of stuff. It was an off, awesome convo. Um and uh yeah, bro. I just want to thank you, bro. 
So I thank you for coming, and, and I know you're a busy man, and thank you for coming through. Definitely. I think, you know, it's funny, man. It's tough on the motherfucking goon that cries, but <laughs> um, to be able to, to share the story about Arnold and if yeah. people hear it and, and understand how important somebody was to our community and Definitely. how we still try our best to honor their legacy. Yeah. Um, survive and we will survive this but um archiving this is yeah. very important so i definitely appreciate your yeah. efforts to make Thank this happen you. and uh yeah man i'm fucking toasted <laughs> oh, no no so I'm, I'm i'm at the end of of the the last uh shout outs but definitely no definitely love to Thank everybody you. Ever lived in the last bastion of the 213 downtown. That's what's up. Echo Park, historic Filipino town, Temple Beverly Corridor. Let's go. District 5. That's what's up. The Echo Park Elysian Neighborhood Council. (laughs) Rampart District. What's up? Anybody that's taken the 10, the 11, the 14, the 16, the 18 bus. Yeah. Up and down. All of that. No, thank you, brother. Thank you. I, I, I sense a part two. I don't know. I don't know about about y'all, but I sense a part two. Um, but again, you know, this is uh, John Eric Concordia, co-owner of Park's Finest. Um, you can find them at Park's Finest on Temple Street. Uh, Google it. Um, you know, I just want to thank everybody for listening. You can find us at uh, at soul searching so soul underscore searching s-e-a-r-c-h-i-n 213 uh, on instagram and um we'll see you when you see when we see you peace uh the only thing is that uh, with all this uh, with all this uh, political terrain happening right now i don't know how far we can go more but we must have to pause because as far as there is a small political space if we are not going to move ourselves that, we, that us that we are conscious, who is going to do for us? If not now, when? Women and ghetto men, watchers on the tower, turn that music a little louder. Just give me about an hour, I'll give you back work to tell y'all. The devil's trying to pressure, pressure immigrants to leave. Passing laws just to arrest us, now they're telling me to switch it. A leader say I'm dated, wait a minute, homie, why the fuck these youngins in my day? I hear youngins, how we make it 95 rap tapes. I am vintage 95, I did my demo on tape, but I ain't here for that. This summer saw a murder rise reporting live and direct from Inglewood, California. Tell evidence, the devil been here ever since designing how to set the institutions up to benefit from parents' hard labor. Yeah. 20 hours a day, yeah. drop a bomb on a country for better rates on the trade, now we pray. Praying with a gun against your brain, ain't no magic in the sky to put the pieces in play. Hey. Women, get on in however you identify, long as you are down to catch the justice, they deny it.
response while I am too abrasive for the palate of their greedy mouth. Fuck off the independence, lying like they did it. But they gon' push that college party rapper higher tickets while I'm charging less than 20. Sell out of venue plenty. Hey, this gon' be a bunch of brown faces like a penny. For 20 of ours Than a thousand white kids Who think I rap too hard That make us pray Open couple dollars come my way From the opening bell Straight up and destined for jail So now we pray We to pray So now we pray Open couple dollars come my way From the opening bell Straight up and destined for jail So now we pray We to pray Couple dollars come my way From the opening bell Straight up and destined for jail So now we pray From the pray uh, Through the scope of black music I am banned The son of immigrants who left the Philippines saying Educated from the bottom by a standardized test Battered by a life of P.O. lights on A.L. likes next Acquisition by auto industry is in my chest When exhaust was more than mama chasing overtime checks One apartment, two siblings and my grandparents and I And I've been a prime prey for the devil all my life From a worker to a student, educator in the music A jaded veteran, PTSD and through the bullshit I'm a papa who rather have integrity in mind Plus most these motherfuckers can't rhyme From the days of watching mama chase the bus And seeing me in cuffs Not teaching young son to keep his checking hand up how to act when they show up and try and say he looks suspicious All the shit you probably never have to teach the white children Now we pray, hoping couple dollars come my way Oh, I ain't know you still rap, ain't you from back in the day? I'm still pray We to pray Hoping couple dollars come my way From the opening bell, straight up and destined for jail So now we pray From the pray Exploration in the race, trying to navigate an industry with Filipino face, slow the pace. This isn't praying to a god, this is praying like the Philippine army under Lumad. We are praying.